Good morning. Time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. With us today, we have uh, District Attorney Jason Hicks. So, Jason, good to have you on the show. Good morning, George. Great to be here. And also from the Intervention and Crisis Advocacy Network, we have Peggy Hammond. So, hi, Peggy. Good to see you. Good to see you, George. And over here, we have uh, Carrie Taylor. Hey, Carrie, good to have you on the program. Good we'll morning, get to George. get her a little bit later. She's a little bit away from the microphone, but uh, she is president accounted for. So, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, first and foremost, I guess we're going to talk about the uh, Together We Heal walk and the reason for that coming up here uh, pretty quick. But, uh, Jason, let's just uh, cover the, the reason for having the Together We Heal walk, first and foremost. Sure. Um, this event will be held this year on September the 30th. It's something that we're all excited about and looking forward to. And going backwards uh, with this event, a few years ago, um, we got together, uh, us, my office, the district attorney's office, law enforcement, and ICANN decided we were going to do something to help uh, bring awareness to and to raise money for victims of domestic abuse. It's obviously a huge problem uh, in the state of Oklahoma and across the nation. Uh, it seems that we get more than our share of uh, those types of cases in this area. So we thought it'd be a great thing to bring and, and to put especially some attention on the victims uh, and to make people aware uh, that there are victims out there and there are people who are struggling and need help uh, in some of the most horrific situations. And uh, most recently we had uh, a law enforcement family affected by domestic violence that included uh, the tragic death of a Cleveland County Deputy Sheriff Jordan Cannon. Really sad. Yeah, very sad. Uh, was really saddened to hear that, uh, knowing, um, knowing her dad and knowing what all they're going to have to go through now that they've seen that. Those situations seem to be becoming more common uh, all the time. It's just a tragic situation and, and something that absolutely doesn't have to happen. So anything that we can do to help bring awareness to it uh, and to help people that are in situations like that and help them to know that there are people out there that care and are willing to help them, I think is a good thing. Is it safe to say that domestic violence is probably one of the top crimes you see in your four-county region? Yes, uh, it's something that we see on a regular basis, and, and quite frankly, it's heartbreaking because a lot of times you have kids uh, that are involved, children who have seen uh, some of the things that have happened uh, between mom and dad and, and vice versa. But, yeah, those, those things, they're, they're heartbreaking uh, to see stuff like that happen because some, violence in the home is unacceptable and should never uh, be anything that anybody has to go through, much less a child when they're having to watch mom and dad get into those situations. So the Intervention and Crisis Advocacy Network is what it's called now, Peggy, but uh, a long time ago. Uh, used to be the Women's Service Center, right? We started out as Women's Service Center. We changed at one point to Women's Service and Family Resource Center. And then I think around 2016, 2017, we changed to ICANN, Intervention and right. Crisis Advocacy. And you've got a 24-hour hotline uh, that f uh, folks can call if they're they feel they need some help, right? Absolutely. That number is 405-222-1818. People can call anytime. And uh, also, we need to mention that it's uh, also in Canadian County, correct? Yeah. Their, four, their number is 405-262-4455. Uh, people can call either one. At 24-7, uh, they talk to a real person. You, right. Yeah. Those phone calls are put directly through to a real person. 24-7. Anytime. All right. Carrie, let's uh, reach out to you and go ahead and grab the mic and uh, talk about uh, what you do with ICANN. Um, we were talking about how it affects children, and I have some statistics here. And the one in 15 children are exposed to intimate partner violence each year. So that's a pretty good little 
click if it's talking about the United States. But what I do, I do the same thing as Peggy does. We we get to go to court and help the victims with the protective order and try to get them safe. Uh, we help with any kind of transportation that we can can uh, get them to a safe place. We do a domestic violence support group that I usually run, and if <laughs> if I'm out, Peggy does it. So, and I believe that's a big thing that's helping the women right now is whenever we can get to sit down and go one on one or a group, so they can hear. Every story is different, but they're the same. You know, it doesn't matter if. One of them did this at outside a place. One of them did this inside the house with the intimate partner. It's still domestic violence. And uh, so many different levels, as, as you mentioned. So the, the victims should not feel that they're, that they're trapped. And I exactly. think that's, that's one of the problems. They don't, they don't reach out. Is they, they need the partner to survive, and then they don't feel that they can probably go out on their own right and and that's a big thing they uh the victims they get they get scared you know and if that abuser gets out or still around they're scared so that's one reason that most ladies or gentlemen it doesn't matter what won't call out and ask for help they'll they hide it because they're afraid it's going to continue so i had a statistic on average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. I mean, that's 20 people a minute. A minute, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty startling numbers. So, uh, Jason, just uh, talk a little bit about, um, from the legal standpoint, uh, what your office does to, to help out the victims. Yeah, sure. Um, we've, we've partnered with ICANN, and they, they come to our office, actually, and, and help victims uh, obtain protective orders and whatnot we've made an office available to them so anytime that somebody comes to the courthouse it's a whole lot easier they're not having to get run halfway across town they can just come across the street and deal uh, or meet with ICANN and do the things that they need to do there we also have a victim services unit uh, with two ladies uh, that work here in Grady County Neely Alexander and Amy Coberly they both work with victims um, and their experience level is really good. They're really good with the victims. Uh, now, uh, from the legal standpoint, you know, we're the ones that are going to file the charge. When the, when the case comes to us from the sheriff's office or one of the local police departments, we're the ones we are going to screen it, review it, uh, prepare it, and take it to the courthouse and file a criminal charge. Um, and in some instances, it's a misdemeanor. Um, you know, and, I've, and this is something I've always had a problem with. Um, I said, in, in Oklahoma, you kind of get... Uh, the situation where you can strike your spouse uh, once and it's a misdemeanor. The second time it becomes a felony. I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with it being a felony at all times because it's a very serious crime and it's something that you should never do uh, inside that relationship. So when we see that, I always look and go, "Well, I've I've never thought this is appropriate to be a misdemeanor because of that relationship." Um, because it's these relationships are about power and control, and that's it. And you know, and when one uh, partner uh, exhibits that power over the other, uh, there's there are a lot of consequences that go along with that, and a lot of damage and a lot of scars that are done to that person that's being controlled. So while we're in the courthouse, uh, obviously bond is set, and we'll go through the regular criminal proceedings, and we try to prosecute these cases so that uh, that victim knows uh, they've got somebody on their side. Um, we're going to stand there with them. ICANN's going to be there with them, and we're going to do what we can to make sure that they feel 
protected and safe inside that courtroom. Um, I'd also point out one of the things with these cases is on a frequent basis we have a victim come back and b because they don't uh, have that funding source, because they don't have that income coming in anymore, they want to, I don't necessarily want to say change their story, but they come back in and they don't want to pursue charges because they need that, that person that's in jail and they need that person back on the street so they can support uh, the family. And I think that's one of the things that we're here saying today. There are resources out there for people who are victims. Come to my office. Come talk to us. Come talk to the ladies that I can. There are people out there that are willing to help. You don't have to stay in one of those situations. Uh, don't feel trapped. There are resources out there that are available available to victims. So you represent Caddo County. Who are the uh, your staff in Caddo County that helps the folks in that area? So my victim services advocate in Caddo County is Darlin Goals. Darlin, just like the song, uh, Hello Darlin, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Darlin Goals, um, and she's been over there. Darlin's been with me for several years now and does a phenomenal job in, in Caddo County. And how about Stevens? And Stevens County, um, the victim's advocate down there is going to be Lacey Smith. Uh, Lacey's worked for me for a significant period of time as well, and she's always available. And Lacey helps uh, with the Jefferson County area uh, as well. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us on the Cool Conversation. Uh, Peggy, let's talk about the history of the Together We Heal Walk. And this is like the sixth or seventh year or something like that, right around there. It's a fun way to raise money for a serious issue. So exactly, talk about uh, what you've been working on the last couple of months to get ready for this. We've been finding sponsors for the walk. We've been getting a set up on our website. You can go to the ICANN website and sign up. If you Hey, what is it? $25, Carrie? Mm -hmm. You get a t-shirt and you get registered to walk. It goes from uh, the leg lamp to the little park down by the old police station. Yeah, this is a new route because of some of the changes yeah. that have gone downtown. So yeah, we're going to meet at the leg lamp uh, bright and early uh, that Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. I think the walk starts about 10 and it's over when we get through walking. So where do the where do the heels come in? Uh, they don't have to wear heels if they don't want to, but uh, you kind of like for folks to, to wear heels. The point of the heels is to kind of show our male walkers what women go through in life. Kind of like walking the walk we have mm -hmm. to walk. Right. So, uh, and uh, they can rent shoes or buy shoes if they, if they want to? Yeah, and you, you can, can. You can buy the shoes, pay a little little extra right and the proceeds will help out i can yeah yeah those so, proceeds help right. us out too all of that goes to help victims of domestic violence helps us get victims to safe places helps us uh get people protective orders helps us maintain our support groups right all the and things uh, we do and you get some supplies for the kids because you know yeah. a lot of times the families are they're leaving and all they have is the clothes on their back so yeah Yes, uh, clothing, things for the kids, hygiene items for everybody. We have a playroom so we can watch the kids while the parents are in group. Uh, All right, so Carrie, let's talk about uh, uh, this has raised a lot of money over the last few years. I think like, like 20000 or something last year, so probably the best, best yes, year. Yes, I on, think last year yeah. was our best year. And uh, our other part-time advocate, i we got to hand it to her, Koodles, because she – She's and gone who, out. Who is that? Her name is Jarrah Smith, and she's our part-time, and she she's a little hustler for that, so we're very grateful for that. But also with talking about what we help with, we also have the a furniture closet 
and a clothing closet. I mean, people donate furniture all to us because we got women that need help getting that because we help with transitional housing. We can help a lady, a, should I just say a person, get into uh, a home somewhere and start all over. So, but I'd like to give you a little statistics. Uh, this is uh, 2021 year. We got, had 179 people that we helped. 2021 to 2022, we had 189. And this last year was 2022 to 2023 was 243. So people are finally realizing what we can do and how we can help them. The University of USAO oh, has yes. been very great supporters over the over the last few years too. Oh yes, especially during the walk because we either have basketball teams, soccer teams, or whatever. And when you see them come down, you know they're all from the school for sure. Well, it's great that they're getting involved in the community and uh, you know just taking you know finding yes. finding something that they could do to give back to the community. Jason, you mentioned the DA's office and ICANN and law enforcement. The Grady County Coordinated Community Response Team, I think, is what that is. That's correct, yeah. Um, we're, we're grateful to have that and have all the partners that work together uh, throughout the community uh, to do things that we can to help prevent. And, and then once the incident has happened, have people there that are willing to uh, stand with our victims. Uh, it, it's, been, it's been moving and it's really neat. And the walk is really neat to see. You know, you go out there, and I know, George, you've been out there uh -huh. and seen yes, uh, yes. plenty of us out there in bright red heels walking <laughs> down the street. You know, and I've always uh, gotten a chuckle, and I'm kind of waiting to see the sheriff this year. Uh, with a pair of high heels on walking down the street. So they might be Gary's be first time. one for to walk in heels. So yes. uh, we we, yeah. we dare him. We challenge him to do that. So That's, that it sounds like a challenge <laughs> to me. Does. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh September thirtieth. That's is, correct. Is the big day. You're gonna meet at the leg lamp and uh, just reach out to your office or the ICANN folks and uh let's get hooked up and uh, let's help out these uh Victims of domestic violence. So. Sure, and, and the office number here in Chickasha is 405-224-4770. People have questions, our office hours are 8 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. Yeah, so that's the DA's than, office here for correct. Grady County. Yeah, we'll be more than All happy right. to answer any questions. That's our Cool Conversation program for this week. Thanks for being with us. And we want to thank our Cool Conversation sponsors, which are Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma.